Hey everyone, welcome again to another episode of Nerds in the City, a Central Florida podcast about nerd cultures, movies, games, comics, movie reviews, and events happening in and around Central Florida. As always, this is your host Tony with Damn Nick. Yeah, just I said have, just have to. Just yeah, have every to. time now. Love it. Yes, yes. Hello, my people. This is Nick's. Okay, <laughs> Nick's. Nick's. Let's get that right. Uh, so what are we? What are we dealing with? How was our week this week? Uh, our week was really chill. I I uh, I played as much as Call of Duty as I can this weekend, <laughs> just laying out in the house. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. Did <laughs> nothing else. Just chill. Uh, yeah, that's it. I can't even think of anything. You know how like you usually have like I remember what I did this weekend. Yeah, nothing. Just relax and chilled. Mm. How about you? What do you do? I cannot honestly remember. So you had a chill weekend, I guess. So because <laughs> I'm like I cannot truly honestly remember anything I actually did, like in life, like <laughs> in, in life. Uh, no, I really can't. Like I mean, I have a lot of. Stuff I did during the week, but the weekend it was just nothing. It was not, cool, not a damn thing. <laughs> but so let's get into some local news. I don't know if you heard about this. Not locally, local. Yes, it's going to be local. If it doesn't happen outside of my garage, my driveway, I don't know anything anymore. So uh, Disney mm-hmm. uh, revealed a the Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster that they're doing, and it's the first ever Disney omnidirectional. Is it going to be, uh, I wonder if it's going to be the scene um, with um, Rocket Ra- Rocket, and um, this guy, when, you remember they said like, they're going to do the jumps, so they started doing the multiple jumps, yeah. whatever, like 20 jumps, whatever. But this one, I I, I don't know what the the theme is, guess, but I don't know what they're going to incorporate into mm-hmm. that, but all I remember, I was watching the video, is that it's omnidirectional, so it rotates 360. That's what I'm saying. The that would way. be the cool, like, yeah. They ju- just jump drives every. every yeah, jump every drives, season. twenty jumps, whatever, to get to that spot. Like, yeah, yeah. But I, it's it, they're building it in California, but mm. it's gonna be, it's gonna be premiering in Epcot. That's in so Orlando. weird that it's like, I feel like California never gets anything. Well, they have the whole. They have a whole um, Star Wars. Uh, station and they mm-hmm. also have which was I think was f- before the one in Orlando and they have this whole they're building a whole Marvel park and I mean I, I know they have stuff it's just like I always feel like we're you know because we're in Orlando we get like exclusive stuff and then they get you know the secondary because yeah. obviously people know this spot more than they do I feel like that people know this spot more than they do over there yeah I know but they're they're trying to build their own thing over there. But I have, I want to go though, just to see how it is. Well, I want to go because the best roller coaster I've ever been to, and I don't even know if it's in, still in commission, was in California um, on Magic Mountain. I think it was called. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah. you went to the Disneyland over there? No, it wasn't a Disneyland. It was a uh, 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 Six Flags. Oh, Six Flags. But it was uh, it was called Magic Mountain Six Flags, whatever. It was the only roller coaster I've ever been to that rotates while it moves. Wait, the road. It spins. The roller coaster? The seat. Oh, okay. Like it's. Ooh. Yeah. So imagine, like, you know, when you go, the roller coasters always start in the same thing where um, you go up the yeah. platform and you drop down. So the seats actually spin completely around. So instead of your head being up, it completely flips you down. So you're, you're actually looking at the drop 
like you're looking up. So it's it's it was freaky, and that wasn't more than ten years. That was wow. That was almost twenty years ago that I actually got to experience that. Twenty years ago already? Oh, I don't know. Twenty. It was probably at least fifteen years ago. Um, because like I said, this is this is a long time Wait, ago. Six Flags still open though. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, Six Flags <laughs> is a staple. I mean, I'm, I've never heard of them closing down. So I mean, it's it's something. I mean, I, I don't know if they're going to be affected by this whole situation that we're dealing with right now, but the last time I checked, they were still open. So, well, anyways, but yeah, it's uh, it would be nice to have uh, something like that, like some crazy life changing roller coaster here. Yeah, they need it, being that everything, all these new theme parks are and everything that's going on. Actually, it's funny you say roller coaster because so. Um, some someone I someone I care about. I asked them what they wanted, and they told me they want to get on a roller coaster, like you know whatever. So I know that's not as possible to take them to a park because you know with everything going on. So I kept on trying to wonder. Remember the thing they did at Disney Quest where they used to like sit you down with the three D goggles and like the flight simulator. Yeah, I was wondering if that still existed somewhere. So I was trying to find that uh that kind of like experience. Somewhere so I can take her so she can experience a roller coaster somewhere else. I know there was a, I know there was a museum that I went to. I think it was in South Florida, the Children's Museum, mm-hmm. that you pay like 10 bucks or something. It's super, in, in like $5 yeah. or whatever it is. And they seat you down like this little capsule and, mm-hmm. it, and it simulates because it rotates all around like a roller coaster. Oh, actually, you made me think of something. Um, so when I was doing that search, I did come across something else that was interesting. And I know it looks weird they're coming off roller coasters, but basically, there's a roller coaster that they, they see that when you sit down, you have to wear three. You have to wear three D goggles. You have to wear virtual goggles. You're riding a live roller coaster, but you wear virtual goggles. That's weird. What they do is they can give you different. Um, so, mind you, the turns and the, t- the twists and everything that you experience. It's going to be the same thing because, you know, it's set a certain way. Yeah. But they can actually pick, like, the setting. Like, you could be in space oh, or you can be, okay. like, this or that. So, basically, Amazon. Yeah. Right. So, they basically simulate the, the, the turns that you're going to experience in, in real life to be something else. To be what you want it. To be what kind of ride you, you want. You could be it. flying through the sky, zigzagging through the air. So, it's it's an interesting concept of how to do roller coaster because, yeah, you're not looking at the actual... What's actually happening? You're looking through the goggles, but you're actually physically experiencing, you know, the spinning. ride itself. Yeah. But it's your 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 visuals completely different. Exactly. Yeah. So it's it's a cool way to to change up how you do the same exact roller coaster multiple ways. Yeah, that'd be cool if they did that. Like if you had like a full face mask and they have like the smells too. Like, <laughs> it, I don't know what space will smell like, but like even in the Amazon, they have like this mist. That in comes the mask. in the mask, like a completely environmentally dome, like face yeah. masks. <laughs> so it sprays in the face, like you get attacked by a raptor. Oh, uh, daddy, oh gosh, get away! Uh. <laughs> oh man, eh. uh, we'll get there one day. I feel like we're gonna we're gonna get to the Matrix one day. Watch. Oh yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> or maybe we already are. Boom, boom, boom. Oh gosh. <laughs> No, no, this is not the Matrix. This is the Matrix, man. Matrix is boring. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we do have two, a few things coming up that just got announced. Mm-hmm. The first one, I wanted to get your thoughts on it, was we'll do a couple movie trailers. Okay. So the one we just saw today was Tom and Jerry. 
Wait. You know, I am. I was the biggest Tom and Jerry fan. I was. Up. Me too. I loved every single one of those cartoons. Like every one of them. I still probably have them recorded somewhere. And it was just a disappointment when I saw the trailer. I just. Okay, how about this? I don't understand when they want to make a. They want to bring this stuff to life, right? They want to bring it to the main audience or whatever. I just find it weird that they have a specific dynamic, right? There's this the cat and mouse chase each other. No one says a word. So they could have just followed that same tradition. Like when they're going to try to bring something that was famous like for nostalgic purposes. Yeah. Why not just keep the same exact like thing? Like it's weird. They always want to change it up because now it's something completely different. You showed me. It kind of reminds me of when Brendan Fraser and the Looney Tunes. The, yeah. Or um, uh, Bullwinkle. Yeah. Similar to that. Um, and I and and my thing with that is like what they should have done if they were gonna do bring it back for nostalgic reason. Mm. I think they should have done it more with how they did Scooby. Like yeah, they a, actually a, a, make a cartoon, actually fully animated, not two D, more three D rendering. No, just make an actual cartoon. Yeah, no, no, yeah, because most of the Scooby Scooby cartoons were very flat two D images. And they yeah. brought like a 3D element and they gave it more modern looks and feel to it to, to appeal to the younger crowd. And I saw this one. I'm like, when I saw it, I was like, Tom and Jerry trailer. Like, remember, I remember when Scoob came out and I did a review on it. I was actually pleasantly surprised because it was actually good. And it introduced so many Hanna-Barbera characters in it. And I was like, I was really surprised. Like, it, And there's so many good, vo- like, I think it was... Mark Wahlberg was one of the voices. Like, there's a big name voices in it. Yeah. They literally could have just made a long cartoon. That's all they had to do. Yeah. And then this one, they just try to mix real life with animated. And it doesn't even look like they fit in that world. You know how sometimes they'll, they'll color it in mm-hmm. or they'll other re-image it to kind of either fit into that world or they were yeah. brought from outside of the world and, and got into that one? Yeah. I felt like they was they was always been in that universe like in the real world yeah I was, uh, you know what it is is that the only movie to, i think one of the few movies to successfully pull off the live action animated uh world that everybody still kind of sees with like in a, in a you know positive eyes uh-huh. was what space uh space jam yeah but you know why because it was like 20 percent live action and the rest of it was animated, animated. like or like uh, who framed roger rabbit and that was a good mix. That was a really good mix. And it yeah. wasn't, that was more, I guess that was more balanced. But what I liked about that world, it wasn't like, it was just an inch, it was a new world. Yeah. That was just a new world. It kind of like a um, cool world. Remember that one? Yeah. Or stuff like that. Like, they were just different movies about different worlds, not about anything nostalgic. So when you try to do nostalgic and then you try to make it into this thing where like, it's like you, you're like you're supposed to care about somebody who has nothing to do with the actual original because yeah, obviously you're it's <laughs> about the actress that's playing the the main person yeah, and that's why I think that's how I felt about the one with uh, um, Brendan Fraser where it was like it was more about Brendan Fraser than it was about the cartoon so I was like I didn't care yeah no so on mm-hmm. to the next movie so this was a movie that we didn't expect got mm-hmm. not, got disappointed with the next trailer that we did expect and still got disappointed with. Which is a Zack Snyder cut of Justice League trailer. That I feel released. like people are hating on that too much. Like I don't see why I, they're hating. I, on it. I didn't like it just because it just it looks 
there was a very few scenes that were just added, but mm-hmm. everything is from the original movie. So it wasn't. I was like, well, maybe that's what I'm saying. Maybe because think about it. This he is confirmed be, is, is mm-hmm. an addition of like two and a half hours of added footage yeah. to the movies. But I'm saying that he added just very few. For me, not to be intrigued, I'm like, oh, it looks like it's just the same movies with three scenes that he's just going to add in somewhere, and that's it. See, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, you're whatever we're experiencing right now when it comes to Schneider's cut, I think we're, it's completely different. And I think people's anticipation is just silly because it's like, you got to understand, you kind of already watched the movie. So he's introducing some scenes to, to kind of show you a different movie. I find it weird that they're taking the approach of like, like a whole movie premiere with it. He wants it to have a. He wants to have a theatrical theatrical release. No, I know he probably he wants his movie to have come out. And the only problem I have, not I don't have any problem. I'm excited because I want to see what the artist's mind, you know, actually created. I just find it weird. I, I feel like people want to hate this this movie. Like I mean, not everybody, but I just feel like there was such a disdain about the original movie that I don't think certain people are gonna get rid of that disdain. Like they're gonna go in there already hating it exactly without actually giving it a chance. No, I'm, I'm giving it. A good, I'm gonna. I'm not saying it. you, but no, I'm just no, saying no, like, no. But you know I me, mean? I understand what you're saying because I'm already. I didn't like the trailer at all. I'm like, it's, it was boring. I don't know why he did the the musical choice. I liked the, it. The, the the picking choosing to have it black and white, which they already that released. was a little weird. They ch- they re released a full color version of it. Yeah, I don't know the black after. and white thing. I didn't really get that part. Yeah. Um, because I mean, black and white is great if the movie was shot black and white, but to do a trailer in black and white, I'm not sure his artistic vision with that, but like the music choice, I didn't mind it just because it was a slow burn introduction. Like, I think if this was the original trailer for the movie and nobody had ever seen anything before that, it would have been genius. But now because it's being a re-release of something people were already disdained for, like, you know, I don't know. I just, like I said, I just think that people are not, not that not enough people are going to give it the chance. I think it deserves at least to see. It. But like this, let's say the movie is better, like not great, like not wonderful, not like life changing. Let's say it's just better. Yeah. And I think because if it's not life changing, and it's just better, people are not going to go for the better. They're just going to say they hated it because it's like, oh, they're going to go. It's not even worth. No, worth no, it. but that's what I'm trying to say is like. Name of a worth it. I just really feel like because of the disdain from the original, yeah. that if unless the damn the damn movie is life changing, people are just it's, it's there's not going to be any middle ground. There's not going to be any oh well it was better. No, it's going to be what's the same junk that came out before or um it was life changing, and that's what bothers me is like they're not going to give it a fair chance because again like I said if it's not going to be a hundred percent better, then people are just going to say it's the same thing. That's how I feel. I feel like that's kind of yeah. like the, the approach a lot of people are going to take with the movie. No, of course, everyone's going to take that approach, but it's because they're rewatching them. Ideally, they're rewatching the movie. But the thing is, it's they, just it's ideally. I know, uh, but it's it is going to be an entirely different movie because he's adding a lot more. He did a lot that. more re- reshoots, and I I, I I do see that. I do people going to be like, oh, it's trash, or oh, it's worse than the original. And you know what bothers me about it. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but you know what really gets me about it? The same people that are going to sit there and call it trash because it's not life-changing are the same people that begged for it to exist in the first place. I, the same people that signed the petition for Schneider's Cut, are gonna. I feel like they're going to be the same people to double down and be like, I was crap. Yeah. Like, I, signed, I signed up for this crap? 
to watch this. But that's what I'm saying is like it just it kills me because it's like why did you ask for it if you were just gonna try to tear it down? Oh, because they wanted to see his full vision. Of and it. I that's what I then watch his full vision, but I just think it's like I said I don't think it's gonna. I hope it does. I hope that he does a great like because again I always support the artist and I bothered me when like marketing whoever comes in there trying to change it to something that's more like easily adaptable to to whatever they're trying to sell and then you just completely change the movie and it's completely different and just then you get crap but i want to see what the artist's vision is and i wish people give it that chance to be like this is his vision you know something i liked his vision but now i just feel like again that if it's not like life-changing people are just going to be like no it was it was it was junk it was the same junk like even if they liked it, even if they remotely thought it was okay, like because I've seen so many other movies where it was good, it was cool, but people just go straight to the hate because it, you know I don't know like with certain with certain uh, material, I feel like people don't have a middle ground. No, they don't. No, it's it's hard to have. Well, I think you you have a middle ground of people that were like I didn't like the the original, uh, but I feel. Possibly, like, this one gave a lot of more information or, or better story. And yeah. they'd be like, it's better. I think it, you, you're going to find a middle ground, but I no, think... No, I mean, you're going to find people. You're going to find... This gonna, movie's going to have an audience. I think this movie's going to have its own little cult. The, the cult classic for, very, for certain people. Oh, this is going to have a cult following. Yeah, it's going to have a cult following because... Even before... I'm, we're calling it now. It's going to have a cult following. It's going to have a cult following. I think it's going to be... Some, it's it's going to play right next to all the... <laughs> what is it? Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh wow! <laughs> right there, twenty years from now, people are gonna be saying dressing line, up like dressing up as just as they can do line by line <laughs> on stage while the movie's playing in oh, the background. It's gonna be like uh, what was it, Galaxy Quest? Remember? <laughs> yeah, Galaxy Quest. Um, no, I was like, I think it's gonna have a call following. I just think there's gonna be a certain level of people, and I and the thing is, I think I because I grew up with people like that that they're just gonna look to to try to tear the movie apart because that's what they do. They like to tear things apart, so it's like, unless it's genius, it's just gonna be like, nah, it was, it was crap. It was crap. Nihilist, I think is what it's called. Yeah, yeah, it was just crap. Yeah. So now let us know what you think about this uh, new Snyder cut, everyone. I just think that. Well, also the trailer. I the trailer. That's what I'm a, saying. No, no, let but us know about the trailer, and then when the, once the movie comes out, I think that I I think the trailer thing was just why. I think I, I don't. I do believe they. I'm not judging the trailer as far as good or bad. I just think that they shouldn't have never done it. You know, if I was Zack Snyder... We all know the movie. We already know the movie. Why, why are you going to show this trailer? You know what? If I was Zack Snyder, mm. what I would have done is... I, funny enough, I would have kept the black and white theme, right? Really? Mm-hmm. But just just do uh, each logo of each superhero flashed, like mm-hmm. like up, uh, like um, zooming into it and then fading mm-hmm. each one and then just go Justice League Snyder Cut. And that's it. Like, no trailer. Just a big fuck you. You're going to wait. Yes. That's what I'm saying. It's like, play this. I would have rather seen the trailer be them, the behind the scenes of them shooting extra scenes. The behind Not the scenes. Not even that. No, I'm saying, but I think that would have been so much better because it's like, we all know the story in the movie. So let's see you actually trying to improve that. That background would have been more interesting to me. I mean, although. So, but literally, you're doing almost like what, what uh, James Gunn did with Suicide Squad. What do you mean? With the trailer that he, the teaser trailer he did for when they did um, the DC, the fandom. Oh, yeah. The trailer he did was just background, just behind the scenes. I know, but shooting. it's just such an F you, though. It's like so cool. <laughs> it's like, 
Yeah, he ain't getting nothing. Like, oh, you want to watch a little bit of trailer? No. You, you want a trailer? I got a trailer for you. Just behind the scenes shots. Yeah. That's it. That, that's that meeting swarm is somewhere. That's literally pulling a James Gunn trailer. There you go. But I think it would have just been dope. Just put the logos, their, their emblems, mm-hmm. their symbols, and then just put uh, Justice League Snyder Cut. That's it. And then fade to black. That would have been the best thing because people were like, what, what is he trying to tell us? Like, well, we got to wait now. That's what I'm saying. I put some stuff that confuses people. Yeah. Just you like hire the people at, at, at Marvel to do their trailer. So you just have scenes from other. You know, if you would have had scenes from other movies uh-huh. as a trailer, that would have been dope. Oh, my god! Like he got he got a clip from Man of Steel, a clip from Wonder Woman, a clip from Aquaman and just jumble them together. Oh, my gosh. No, <laughs> you start using like uh, uh, scenes from movies like that, that kind of emulate those characters. So like. If they use Aquaman from Entourage, oh, <laughs> <laughs> like a scene from like that little clip. No, they Aquaman had from the Boys. Well, oh, that's one too. Like the dren- yeah. But as I was saying, like you just have like these weird, like or people dressed like in in, in like costumes Cosplay? from other movies. Yeah, or just like- cosplays. <laughs> Or, or you like, have uh, like the like the Big Bang Theory where they did the Flash scene. Yeah, it's just a clip of that just going across, just <laughs> random stuff to just be like people are like, what the fuck did I just watch? You know, or or even better, you, what you do is you do something like you put a uh, um um you put a, a a logo from like a whole different genre of like comic books, uh, like a Marvel, <laughs> like a X Men logo, and then you pan out and it's like some kid's like comic book or his T shirt, but he's actually looking up like Superman is like like yeah. to really confuse people just. Just completely confuse them. Like, I don't know what I just witnessed exactly. Exactly. That's it. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> All right. So what but, else did you get? Uh, with that, going into the DC, uh, yeah. Wonder Woman was announced today. That I saw that. It would be released on HBO Max and, About time. and theater on December 25th. About time. I felt like this. I've been anticipating this movie... For so long, just because I want. You think it's gonna beat uh, Sonic as the most grossing superhero movie of the year? Yeah, I doubt it. You think so? Yeah, I think Sonic. Is you don't think the v- well? No, it's not gonna do VOD. It's not doing VOD. It's just it's gonna be HBO Max. HBO Max or theater. It's cheaper for people to just sign up for HBO Max than it is to like rent the movie. Yep. So, <laughs> but if you think about it, maybe they do. Maybe they did make more than. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog. Why? Because maybe HBO Max paid that much. Could be. Well, no, because HBO Max has already has a deal with with DC. Yeah, but not for this. For anything, anything DC licensed movie is going mm-hmm. to HBO Max. You think that's why maybe, maybe why they didn't release it earlier? Uh, probably. Where it's like because they they weren't they know they they can't make the money on the VOD because, um, you know HBO Max has that deal with them, so it's like. You know, that's probably why they held... Maybe that's why they held on for so long. Because this movie should have came back, like, out back in, in July. June. Yeah, yeah like, June it was supposed to come out. Yeah. Should... So, I think they they probably... Wait. So, back up. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. So, DC does have an HBO uh, Max uh, deal with uh, yes. HBO. Yes. Now, because the DC uh, Universe channel, mm-hmm. they're mostly... Fo- like we talked before, they're focusing... They're going to keep focusing on the comic book, digital comic book end. Yeah, yeah. And, I guess, HBO... Is gonna be taking over the their, digital service. The yeah. digital service because before it was like, oh, they're keeping Teen Titans. Yeah, but Titans are already on HBO Max. Yeah, they are. So, and so, and I've already saw the two seasons of um, a Doom Patrol and all the. DC oh, Doom Patrol came over. Harley Quinn came over. So they were like their most popular 
uh, property that was on DC was Titans, right next to uh, Doom Patrol. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, oh, we're going to hold on to Doom Patrol because at least they'll bring people over to... But Do, can you look up like the 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 thing? Is it thing the swamp, swamp thing? Yeah. You, uh, I don't know if it's carried over yet fully. I don't know if it's in the library of in the process. But hopefully, if they do pick it up, I want them to pick up a second season because it was good. Uh, but going back to Wonder Woman, uh-huh. uh, I do see, I do feel that they had a deal though. Like they had a, had to have a cutoff point for for HBO to be like, hey, if you don't release it on theaters or VOD by X date, we get right to per- premiere it on our. I just wonder if they platform. basically no. I think maybe we'll probably paid extra. Be like, listen, just release it. We'll pay the extra because because think about it. HBO will pay. We'll pay will be the considerable loss. Yeah, because HBO Max actually has been putting out good quality, good movies. quality content. Um, more than a lot of other business. Like, I wouldn't say as much more than Netflix, maybe because Netflix obviously always comes out with stuff a lot more. But yeah. They've been coming out with no more notable stuff like the the witches movie that 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 we talked about, you know, two weeks ago. Yeah. Two weeks ago. You know, they they they've been coming out with, with very interesting content. Let's just yeah, they're that. coming out not with the original, well, witches was an original, but they're getting more exclusive rights. That's what I'm saying. They they're coming out with more, very interesting uh, content, like yeah. so. And then you know, so that's what I'm saying. I wonder because I know that I feel like it's getting to be a competition now. Where because think about it, now you have so many options. So who you like? The biggest players right now on that on the digital playing field mm-hmm. is Netflix. Always. Uh, HBO Max is coming up there. Yeah. Hulu. Hulu is a big one for more TV shows than anything. They have a few movies. Well, I don't know. Like, what shows would you say are, are being? Well, they've been coming out with their own content, but I don't. Their own content is not as popular. I think. Like they, uh, they have a few. Amazon Prime is 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 like is one of those dark horses that people just think. The Amazon Prime movies are not like good or no. Amazon Prime has been coming out with some some some, some good ones, some yeah. bangers. Well, Utopia. Uh, what was the one that with uh, the boys? The boys. Uh, what was the one with the upload? Yeah. That. Well, okay. So the oh, only, truth seekers. Yeah. No, oh, I loved it. You got me into it. And I watched the whole thing in like in a day. I felt like. Um, so what was it I'm gonna say though? The only. People that seem like they're kind of falling behind, to be honest with you, is Disney. Oh, uh, d- yeah. The only thing that's holding Disney right now is, is Mandalorian. Yeah, that's it. Because well, Sister it, Act One, because I've been watching. Sister, all right, all right. I'm not gonna lie. The three things I watch. One, what you don't like, Lauren Hill. I do like Lauren Hill, but I don't know. I, I the three things I watch on HBO Max. Four things mm-hmm. I watch HBO Max almost like every week is Sister Act One. Mm-hmm. Sometimes Sister Act Two. The Mighty Duck series, Mandalorian, and a Goofy movie. That's Are you it. using my account? Like I no, wonder. I, I have my own account. Okay, no, because I'm like I'm. I, I see some people. Somebody watching something on mine, but none of those things came up. So I'm like, wait, it's not my account. Yeah. Um, no, I do watch all the Marvels and Star Wars, mm-hmm. but like I don't know for some reason I, I, I was like I want, I'm gonna I'm I'm like on a whoopee binge. I just been watching Sister Act One and Two. I dare you go really far back. See if you can find Jumping Jack, Jack Flash. Flash. Yes. Oh, that was a good one. Wait, which Jumping Jack Flash was the one that she was a thief with the green, blue, or blue green eyes, right? So no, she was a hacker. Or she no, was, was that Jumping Jack Flash? That, yeah, she had a she had to go into. A, That's the one I was really thinking about, but I I thought that was something called something else, where she yeah she just started chatting with some random person and ends up becoming like a spy. I, you know what I loved about that those movies in the eighties though, if you think about it, they were always situational. Like somebody that was completely like out of that element would. 
or forced into that situation and well, trying like, to adapt. Yeah, by these weird little circumstances that just escalated into one thing to another. It was always situational like that. But um, yeah, I, that, I guess it was Jumping Jack Flash. I thought Jumping Jack Flash was the one where she was like a thief with like blue eyes or green eyes or something like that. And she was trying to like figure out a murder or something. But, you know, Whoopi Goldberg. I remember Whoopi Goldberg movies were, were good back in the day. I remember that. Actually, I really do want to watch the one that recently came out with. I told you about The Stand. Which actually, I'll, I'll bring this up. Is actually I found that it's directed by one of the movies we're going to be reviewing today. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I want to see which one it is. I'll be <laughs> curious to find out. With that said, yes. we'll take a quick break and come back with Damn Nix's Corner Review. Okay, dope. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Damn Nix's Corner <laughs> Review, guys. For real, we're here with two movies mm-hmm. to review. Let's talk about the first one, Nick. Uh, so, yeah, we went through two movies. So, the one I picked first. Um, well, you picked both of them. Yeah, I picked both of them. The other one kind of came as a surprise. But this, this first one, because I was looking around for a movie. I like to at least try to pick movies that just recently came out on VOD. So, I had heard this one, especially uh, the name, considering, you know, what this month brings, which is Thanksgiving. The movie's called Friendsgiving, yeah. which uh, for one of my cousins, our cousin, um, he loves throwing a Friendsgiving, you know, Career. thing. Yeah. So I kind of felt nostalgic. Like, you know, it seems like something I can do. So I let me watch the movie. And also it has one of my, I guess, adult crushes that I can I can call, which is yeah. Kate, Kate, Kate Dennings. Yeah. That's mine too. Yeah. I, I think she's gorgeous. And I, and I was like, oh, let me check her out. Yeah. I don't know how to explain this. This movie. This. Okay. So I had told this to Tony. There was a movie, um, can be years ago, called Movie 43. It was a weird little sketch comedy style movie. I mean, it had uh, had uh, um, something gear. Uh, what was his name? Gear. Um, is that Richard his? Gear had Richard Gear. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. No, Brad Pitt wasn't it. Um, but the guy. Um, um, the guy from uh, uh, um, American Pie. J- Jason. Uh, what? No, not Jason Biggs. Well, actually, no, Jason Biggs was in this one too. It had the girl. I mean, literally, it had like it had a very barrage of actors, like big actors. Uh, J- Pratt, uh, Pratt was in it too. Chris Pratt, Chris Halle Pratt. Barry, mm-hmm. Daryl Butler, Hugh Jackman, Kate yep. Hamilton, Emma Stone. Yep, huge, huge cast. And and the weird thing is, the movie was just terrible. <laughs> it was. It was a terrible movie. And I, when I started reading about it, I was like, how did this movie come to exist? Because I mean, all these actors, why would they do some movie like this? So I I was reading somewhere, and I don't know if this is true, but this is you know what I read that it was one of those things where it was like they all kind of did it as a like um kind of like a favor, yeah. and I think the way they said that the person who got him to do it would be like, hey, well this guy's gonna be in it, I'm like well you know okay fine I'll do it you know like it's kind of like a, a thing where they just kind of sold everybody into just doing it and it's like a very passive movie. So, but nobody really was in it. Like, everybody was like, oh, man, I have to do this? Okay, fine, I'll do this. So, that's what Friendsgiving was to me. Because there were a lot of good comedy actors who I've seen in different, actually more TV shows and movies. But they were all funny. They all do their thing. That You know, and those other things. And this one just felt like everybody was, like, super phoning it in. Yeah. Like, nobody felt like, it, like everybody just kind of felt, I could not really tell you. That. What was the movie about? That's what I'm saying. Like, I could tell you a story, 
it's not like anything like every movie has kind of like a, a development, right? Something that's developing too. I really couldn't tell you that. I felt like they they kept on saying what it was. Like this person A is doing A to become B, whatever. They were like the worst friends to each other. And also, Kate, uh, Kat Dennings, like I've seen her in movies, and I mean, I've seen her in TV shows where I know she can be like a little bit of an attitude. Yeah. Um, but the way they depicted her in this one it was just like annoyingly attitude, like yelling at everybody. I don't know. It just did not feel like her character. No. And you know what is this movie? At first, you would mm-hmm. like write. You think Friendsgiving is gonna be like, oh, it's be like a family friendly. Yeah, like or like adult comedy. I thought it was gonna be one of those situations where friends get together and then secret starts coming out and stuff like that. Like mo- like most kind of movies like that. Yeah. I mean, even on a, on a very you know superficial Netflix type of thing, it's, yeah. it's kind of like that. But this was just no like, like right, right off the bat, you were like, "Is this gonna nonsense be a, to me?" Like nonsense. And at first, like right off the bat, you were expecting to be like, "Oh, is this?" So this is a raunchy comedy. Even and then they had the raunchy, really, but no comedy. Not even the raunchy, really, because I mean. That whole raunchy part of it was like the first couple minutes, and then, like never brought it. it and then it, you never know, even they, knew who whose interest was that. Yeah, like they kind of. It was a weird situation. If you watch the movie, it's literally the first like couple minutes where they, they you see them in a very situation, and you're like, okay, somebody's into this, and then you realize like, wait a minute, like it just it, they kind of played off like neither one of them was really so like, why did they do it? Like it's, yeah, it was just so inconsistent with. The theme, the story, the everything. Yeah, and then like the, I felt like the person because it's the written and directed by the same person. I think really, I, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. and what they did was like they just had a bunch of ideas mm-hmm. and never flushed it out. Like, like let's do this. You know what? I want to change it and do this. I want to have a emotional moment here, but then follow up with this type of comedy, and it just felt so inconsistent. And like I did not know like what the like yeah there and there was so many weird little kind of inside jokes where it was like that nobody knew it was coming from. I was like, uh, what? Like I mean I don't know they would it would present person and you're like okay well I guess he's gonna be this character. He wasn't that character either. Like oh well you know he has this background and maybe he's gonna be this kind of like okay wait they never even that made no no sense that had nothing to do with it and then the part that really got me was um. Okay, so obviously one of the one of the characters in the movie is is um, is is, is uh, lesbian, and I'm like, okay, that's fine, but then it, it's weird because this, the main story had nothing to do with her really being that uh, you know a lesbian, but then they would keep on playing this overline joke that it seems like the movie was like, I feel like I was watching multiple movies. I'm like, okay, is this about her coming, becoming a lesbian or, or coming to her own about yeah. it? Like. No, it wasn't. But then they kept on throwing like this references, long and, and jokes, they, and, and they, like references. And they had like to a whole it. scene to about it. That's what I'm saying. They had a whole constant kind of playing joke around. I'm like, no, okay, wait, not the joke, but even that. There's even a like a, a portion of the movie that's solely dedicated to that. Yeah, that you like. This came out of nowhere. Yeah, I just felt like I was like, and it was underutilized with with the actresses that they used. I I I I often reference movies saying that they maybe didn't know the theme of it, or whatever. But this was like did not know what it was at <laughs> all like like seriously i didn't know was it about the friends was it about this girl coming out which everybody she already came out to everybody so i don't understand why that was a, such a heavy-handed theme in the movie um was it about the you know all the other friends like 
Like, there were so many little things that were just like, okay, was it about that person? I did not know what was going on at all. Like, I'm, I could not sit here and tell you what the movie was actually about, aside from people having dinner together. That's it. That was that's, the only... That's the only consistent part of the movie is that everybody had dinner together. I'll tell you one thing, and this is going to be a funny thing. My favorite part was of a person who actually was never on screen, like was never in the actual scene. They were they, the, 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 uh, the, the, I guess, not a spoiler, but uh, Kat Denning's sister on the phone. Oh, yes. Her. I loved her. She made me laugh every time she did. It was on screen the way she was, her facial expressions. Loved her. Was never actually in the scene. It was always just kind of like video chatting. Yeah. And I'm like, so that's weird. My favorite part of the movie, the thing that actually made me laugh, and you would think they were was not even part of the, really part of the movie. Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> it was just background noise yeah. for the movie. Just to, didn't really do anything to. Yeah. It didn't progress the story or anything. It was just a, an additional comedic relief yeah. into added it to that. And it was okay. The other part that I thought that was weird was, um, so uh. The girl from uh, um, Brooklyn Nine Nine, yeah, one of my favorite characters from that show. Um, Gina, she plays Gina Lanetti. Mm-hmm. When I saw that she was in the the poster for it, I'm like, oh man, if she's in, it's gonna be hilarious because I love her in you know the show, and I found that she's uh, uh um the guy, the director from uh, Out, uh, Get Out, and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, Jordan Peele. That's his, that's his wife, I believe. And, you know, like all these different things about her that I find so interesting. And I'm like, man, she's a, she's seems like she is funny on her own. She has her own comedy thing. She was annoying as hell. I, I did not know what was going on there. I'm like, wait, what is this? Like, she, what is she? Her character. Yeah, her character is unknown. Don't underutilized. And kind of like I didn't like her at all. It was I, weird. It was so, and the weird thing is, is that she kind of played something. Or like, she was a character you wouldn't really I, care I, about. Literally, the the character that they present her as, she could have played it the way she did it in Brooklyn Nine Nine, like that very, you know, I'm better than you type mentality, like Gina Lanetti, whatever. And it would have played better than whatever she was doing in that one. <laughs> I'm like, I have no idea what this is. No clue. No, I was like, I like I said, I felt like everybody just. Either they were forced to, or this was a favor or something, but I feel like all these people who have talent, who have displayed those talents in multiple other movies and TV shows, this kind of felt like they phoned it into this one. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. And uh, no, not one lesson was learned at all. Nothing. <laughs> no one no one went through any kind of development. No one was better at the end of the movie. I don't know. <laughs> all right. So now, let's get into the Nickies. Oh. How many Nickies do you give us? Uh, oh you know, gosh. I'll start it off. I'll start it off. I'll give this oof, two Nickies. I was thinking two, 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 but two Nickies. I really could not tell you any any like glimmer of light to this movie. That's why I'm like the only reason they're getting two Nickies because they would have gotten a one is just Cat Dennings. Is I have it? And seen it, that's that's the only plus one on it for me. I have seen movies that only premiere at two in the morning on Cinemax that I enjoyed better than this. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. I love the actresses. I still love Kate Dennings, like all these different. But I'm sorry, it was just like the just. I don't. I didn't like it. I was like, I didn't know what was going on. I, I could not watch it again, and I couldn't even tell you what the movie's about. So I'm sorry. I'm, 
I'm gonna go one one Nikki on this. One Nikki? What? I, I'm this sorry. Is, like yo, this is, this is Nick's first one Nikki. I have never. It's it's just. I didn't know what I was watching, <laughs> man. I'm like, I don't know. Like you know, what's funny is at least at least when you watch something like uh, when we watched what was it the but, dinosaur the, the dinosaur preacher or whatever. The rat, raptor, whatever. The uh, raptor uh, yeah, yeah. At Veloc- least it was Velocipaster. so. Yeah, at least it was so bad that it was good. But you know, with that movie, it knew what it was, and you know what it is with this movie is that it wasn't a bad movie per se, as in they, it wasn't filmed bad, uh, like production wasn't bad. It's just the the way they shot it and this whole story was bad. I just felt. Like I think was- the production value was way better than. Than the actual movie itself. I don't know. It, that's what I'm I just. It was so inconsistent with the sense of like, I couldn't tell you if the main actress who she was actually interested in, who uh, like she was supposed to be with. Like I felt like there was they didn't give these people direction at all. Hey, listen, just go party and drink, and yeah. they just filmed it. We'll, we'll catch everything. Like there was no. I felt there was more direction when you watched uh, MTV, like MTV uh, Roadhouse type. Did, did you type watch shows. the the after credits? The, the bloopers? Yeah. Which I, all of them? I, I was, well, I don't know if I saw all of them, but I was surprised about that too. Even the bloopers were funnier than the movie. One. Two, the main actress even was, what is this movie about? What is this movie yes. about? Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> yes. I was just like, I, didn't, I don't think I saw that last one, but yeah, I was like, I just really feel like <laughs> they did not tell these people what they were doing. They just, hey, listen, be in this movie. I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. What, what am I doing? Just show up. Just, just show, show up. up. That's it. We'll record you. Just show up. We're not gonna film. We're gonna film everything on on screen, and we'll just we'll do improv uh, dialogue, and we'll just go with it. Like yeah, like they just showed up and recorded them, and then every so often, hey, listen, this is your situation. Go. <laughs> like oh, okay, oh, like really? Like I feel like you know. Remember Ashton Kutcher's uh, TV show where he used to punk people? Yeah, but punked. And <laughs> punked. That had more direction. <laughs> yes. <it did>. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, one Nikki for me on this one. All um, right, so we're average at a 1.5 Nikki for <laughs> Friendsgiving. All right, now on to the next movie. Yes, the next one. Uh, this one I have been waiting for, oh, my gosh. Like, I found out it was actually filmed in 2017, um, yeah. the original movie. So what the movie we're referencing uh, was um, New Mutants. Yes. So, I actually was kind of happy how I got ready for this movie because I haven't really felt like this since I actually went to the movie theater. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not, not going to be wrong. I've watched a lot of movies since everything started, you know, with friends and family, which is great. But, like, this is the kind of the first time, like, on an average night like this, I literally just turned off my computer, which I normally on my computer when I watch movies. Um, I sat in my, my kind of my little movie theater room, Lounge, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Turn off, you know, like turn off all the lights so I can turn enjoy it. Turn off the lights. <laughs> Pop some popcorn. Pop some popcorn. <laughs> and I just sat there and enjoyed this movie. Like just as far as enjoy, enjoyed the experience of watching it. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not. It's not okay. That's not telling <laughs> what what my opinion is. I just wanted to kind of give you that perspective. You had first. the best setting to watch. Yes, a movie. I had the best you setting. Set up to the best in, setting to watch. And I have movie. not felt like that in a long time to watch to get ready for a movie. And it was it worth it? I think so. So okay, this is what this is my take on the movie. Okay, well, let it does it's mm. it's a movie set in the X is the last last movie set Fox Fox X Men movie. movie yes. And for those who are not aware, the New Mutants are not X Men, 
What they are is a separate uh, comic book series based on the X-Men comics, but they're kind of like a, a separate group yeah. away from the X-Men. But in the in this particular movie, it's, uh, I think it's like five kids, yep. five teenagers or whatever that are new to having powers. And they all kind of have like a backstory in which how they got these powers. Well, how they experienced the powers for the first time. And they're in like these weird hospital where nobody else is. And uh, there's one doctor there and they're unable to leave until an assessment is made of them. Yeah. Right. Pretty much. That's the synopsis yes. of the home movie. So going into it. But just so I, this is how I'm going to describe the movie to you because I think this is how I saw it. Okay. This movie was like if you took the, the, the literal story of Nightmare on Elm Street Dream Warriors. Okay. The literal story because that's exactly what that movie is. Kids in a hospital with abilities fighting nightmares. Yeah. Right. You have the character development of uh, The Haunting at Hill House, right? As far as horror movie, very yeah. like movies go. And character development is in the movie. It's just, here's the biggest problem. You have those great elements, and then you decide to edit and shoot the movie like Pirates of the Caribbean. Yep. <laughs> I, I I dig that. I, I see what you're saying on that one. That's my your take. My take on the movie because okay. this is what I, I noticed. Great actors. Yeah. I mean, some of uh, great interesting story development on who they are and what yeah, no, there was. I I I do think that. Like some of them had interesting backgrounds, some of them had interesting like where where, you know, what they experienced. The only uh, person Okay, okay, good. I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna have my response for that. No, no, that's fine. Let you go. As far as no, I'm saying the elements were there. Okay. All right. Like yeah, I agree with that. Like as far as how they set it up, and I think how the characters could have played it. However, so you have all those things, and then you have this horror movie theme uh-huh. that could have played so well, but then you shoot it like Pirates of the Caribbean, and it totally undercuts anything else. Okay. Because think about this. When you watch Pirates of the Caribbean, it's an entertainment movie. So it's got a lot of comedy, a lot of running, a lot of action, a lot of fast-paced motivation, right? Yeah. But in a horror movie, you have, you know, suspense. You have, slow you know, burn. slow burn. Yeah. So I felt like they shot it that way and then probably intended to to display it but that way. But somehow somebody came in and said, no, we want it to be more lighthearted and decided yeah. to edit it to be something like more lighthearted, which completely undercut what they actually filmed okay you know what i'm saying that's yeah, i got you i got you because that's what i that's why i think the movie felt super inconsistent mm-hmm. in the sense of like from what it was shot to what you got i felt like there's a step missing and i think that's the step that was missing that it was edited to be something that it actually wasn't or it maybe it wasn't that's not what they sold the actors it was going to be yeah. Um, I would say, but based on everything that I just described, the movie came out to be something very, I guess, mediocre in a sense. It's not terrible and it's not wonderful. It's okay. All right. So my take on this mm-hmm. was the initial re, um, introduction to how this movie was going to be shot or presented they said that this is going to be a horror take of what would be an x-men movie yes so i was like okay 
I I could dig it. I mm-hmm. I, I could dig the the horror vibes because I think yeah. they this superhero movies and horror could go really good well hand in hand. Um, even though Blade is not horror movie, it has that horror element because it's monsters, vampires, a little bit. Mm-hmm. But um, I was like, all right, I I I'll I'll go with it. So this movie, it had this teen angst drama. Which they try to touch on, which doesn't fully develop. Like how you said, a lot of these uh, characters in the movie had great backstories, potential backstories, mm-hmm. but they were not fully up, uh, like flushed out, flushed out or blossomed to actually care. Like I didn't. That's the thing. Is like the the characters. There were. I was like, damn. I want to know more about her backstory. Like I don't even care about them. That's at the end of the movie. I didn't care what happened to them. I, I did. I'm, but okay, go ahead. Yeah. All right. So then you have. The horror aspect, and and I agree with you, is that if you're gonna do horror, do horror right. If you're gonna if you're gonna do full out budget, and you're gonna do horror, do it right. Give that slow burn. Give that suspense. There give, was no suspense. There was not even a jump scare. No, there was nothing. The the everything was very predictable and very like better telegraphed. Way to, telegraphed in the way how you said it. Very uh, Pirates of the Caribbean esque. Is like everything's over the top. There was yeah, it was scary elements, but designed and shown in a way that you're not supposed to be scared of it. Yeah, so you're like, "Oh, okay, it's there." Like yeah. it's it it it's it, it is what it is. It's it's supposed to intended to in in instill fear, but it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It just looks hor- horrific. If any sense of like in that view. So then you have everything that is within the ethos of X-Men, which they only barely discussed. Just because they need to mention it, because so people don't know, like, oh, this is an X Men movie. So here's my take on what I think happened with that. What? What do you think? I think they had one. Like I said, I think this was one movie. There was one movie, and although they didn't, I don't think they shot anything too much extra. Some way, halfway in development of this movie, they were sold one movie. They they were sold to make one movie. And in the middle of making that movie, they decide, well, no, we want to do something for whatever reason, something else. So that's where you kind of feel like you get something completely different at the end of it. Yeah. And that's because the scene that you're referencing, the one that kind of ties into the the X-Men world, did not feel like it it, it fit there. It It felt like they were like, oh, that's how how are we going to put this in here? And they just kind of shoehorned the scene. And then change the storyline of what it probably was supposed to be, and then that's what I'm saying. I feel like this was not the movie we in, that we were intending to get. I felt that this somebody movie, stepped the, in and put their hands in this movie. They, I felt this movie initially was intended to be like a trilogy, to have his own standalone so. series. I, I don't know about trilogy, but I definitely think like it was a, meant to be a horror, like an I, actual I, horror. Horror, movie. but I felt like the way it ended, it the way it ended. Even though it's, I I don't feel it's the way that they wanted it to. Yeah. Felt like the way they were d- progressing in the mm-hmm. story itself. I felt like they're gonna show what happens afterwards, once they're once uh once they attempted to escape or yeah. whatever. So I'm like, they I guess their intention was like, hey, we wanted to have it as a continuation to start to, uh, to breathe a whole new series of younger actors yeah. in this X Men universe. That's a uh a, well Marvel universe away from the X Men. Uh, initially, like circle, mm-hmm. but just develop its own story, its own universe with it, alongside with it. So I do think that this movie, they, whatever edits they did, didn't flush out any story, any the art. So here's the main thing. Here's mm-hmm. one thing that 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 um, that 
got me and I don't know if it, it, it did with you mm-hmm. was that the whole movie was centered around one main character. Um, her, I think her name was, what was her name? Moon something. Moon, yeah. Moonstar. Moonstar. Mm-hmm. Her, it was surrounded about her, but you would think that the person that they're focusing on had the biggest development. And I feel she wasn't in the whole movie. She, the one that did was the, what's your name? Anna Joy Taylor, Anna Taylor Joy, the uh, girl from Queen's Gambit. The girl from Queen's Gambit. Her story, her arc, even though it was not like the biggest, well, not the biggest, because it was more significant to tell how she started in the movie, her her transition, her, mm-hmm. her part of her backstory, and how she ended was like a way better arc being only a secondary character. Than the first, than well, the main character. That the to three focus. actors that have the biggest name in this movie with the biggest, um, the biggest names and also the biggest talents, mm-hmm. um, actually had the most interesting and most developed backstories on who they were, where they came from, and the demons that they had to deal with. I felt like. Remember the girl who played uh, the girl from uh, Game of Thrones? Yeah, Macy. Like, I liked her character, and I felt like there was so much more backstory with her because, I mean, she was an Irish Catholic. And, you know, like, she comes from a background where probably she's looked upon, you know, as, like, uh, you know, an evil character, whatever, because of her abilities. That's a huge element, and I think it could have played more, and it probably was supposed to play more um, into the movie. And then the other character, um, the guy from... uh, um, Stranger Things. I mean, I'm not going to go into his backstory because mm-hmm. it, you have to watch it, but you can tell there was a lot of demons in that one too. And but those are the three men actors um, dealing with it, you yeah. know. And, and like I said, they didn't go into it, but those they they threw the element in there, and those actors seemed like they were playing it well, like they could have played it well. And I think that's what I'm saying. I think that they got shorted somehow. And there were scenes in the trailer that I didn't see in the in this one, in no. the original trailer. Yeah, they 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 cut out some things. Um, so yeah, something happened, but I, I want to make you laugh though, a little bit because you said teen angst. Uh, one thing I thought was funny. So I looked up the director when I was watching the movie. I was like really curious because I felt like the actors are there. The story is there. Why is this movie feeling so weird? Um, so the, 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 the director is, uh, John Boone, Josh Boone. Yes. And he, he, he directed Fault in Mars Stars. Oh, Okay. <laughs> so I just thought it was interesting because he's yeah. a teen angst. I'm like, yeah, teen angst. But he's also the director of The Stand. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm a little curious to see how that comes out. But again, I felt like there was and I mean I said this before with other movies, but I felt like there was a hand in this movie because it had all the elements in there. I mean the the characters look cool, the background. I mean I'm, this is the thing that gets me. If it, 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 I swear I felt like it was shot to be a very good horror movie because um you have five characters five just characters that you don't really make a movie with just five characters that don't let in one location that's that's character development because those are the, the actors are the ones that have to kind of bring the story together yeah and every time i've seen movies where like very limited amount of characters are stuck in one place it's usually scary movies but it's always something where there's always things getting revealed and story structure of those characters. So it's a great character development and very interesting story. I felt like they did that. So those elements were in this movie. And I just felt like at the end, somebody was like, nah, we want to, we want to sell it to a broader audience. So, yeah, we're- but here's, here's the thing that mm-hmm. with one of these things is that there, this is one of those, what Josh Moon, I guess was trying to do was 
do a multi-genre movie for superheroes, like horror superheroes. No, I, I, that's it. And, I was and, sold. The minute you told me a, a superhero horror movie, I was sold. But this yeah, wasn't and, that. And, and and one one movie that like where one movie that does it successfully, but not horror, which is very dramatic superhero movie mm. was Logan. That falls into it was it was very deeply dramatic. Like there's a, a lot of emotional moments in it. Yeah, with great character development, even yes. though even though you already knew, and you know what is great about it, mm. it what with Logan that this one failed to do with Logan is that, and which I think would have been easier for them is that Logan or Wolverine was already an established character in the in the in X Men. So you don't have to introduce him. You don't have to introduce him. People know his backstory so much that they're gonna pick at it even harder mm. to to be like that's not really Logan. That's even though you're portraying an older Logan. But they did it so well that in the story and how it was shot, how mm-hmm. how it, he came to be to that point and transitioned to the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. This one, you have a lot of uh, younger characters. Practically, not all of them are new. They're, they've been in the comic books, but they're very unknown that you could develop a great story for them to be to blossom out and to, yeah. to, to fully enjoy that character itself or even care about them. And that's one thing it didn't it didn't flush out like how I always said like the the character development, even even blending two genres together like teen angst with horror or teen mm-hmm. angst horror, uh, superhero comic book movie all into the like, Yemi didn't yeah. it it tried to do all three but failed at each one individually. I'm telling you, a, a, but yeah. but the only thing about this is that it is not the worst X Men movie. No, no, it fall, it's very mediocre. It falls right in the middle. It's not the greatest, but it's not part of the. I'll watch worst. it again. Yeah, yeah, I will watch it just just to watch it. As this was this is a good background movie. Yeah, a good a decent background movie. If I just wanted to Sunday afternoon, let me go watch something else. Yeah, like because again, I like the actors. I really did like um, um, what's her name? The girl from Gam- Queen's Gambit. Uh, Anna Taylor. Yeah, Anna Taylor Joy. I like your character. And I love. I mean, I was in love with um the character from the girl from Game of Thrones. Yeah, I did. I was in love with that character. I know you say you didn't care about them, but I liked her character. She was very soft spoken. I liked her character. Or her um, I liked her character, mm-hmm. but not enough for me to care about her. So yeah, I don't. I this this falls. All right. So this is the thing. This is another thing. This falls as in mm-hmm. Friendsgiving. It, it don't you dare. No, no, no. Don't you listen. dare compare that. No, no. <laughs> I'm comparing it into the sense that Friendsgiving. Uh-huh. Had an idea of like this is the kind of genres we're going to hit comedy, raunchy, mm-hmm. whatever, uh, 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 emotional moments, whatever it is, and they just missed the mark horribly. New Mutants did the same thing; they tried to hit these these multi genres marks, mm-hmm. did it, but not as bad. These two movies try to try to fit into these multi genres of of whatever respected genres mm-hmm. they want to go on to. But Friendsgiving did it really bad. So like, mo- I, new mutants did no, way, fr- I, way like, better. I, I know you're comparing them, but I swear, Friendsgiving. Like I said, <laughs> I don't even think that in the development of it, they really told these people what to do. I feel like in New Mutants, they actually knew what they were supposed to do, and they probably did it well. Is it but, to, uh, so okay? Final so product. There is a, there is a there's an episode of um, South Park that I really liked where. Uh, the, the main token is one of the characters. Yeah. So token goes, uh, he goes to Kyle, whatever. He goes, listen, I'm going to, re- cause uh, uh, there was an issue with South with Cartman where he 
started using a fat scooter, like a scooter, yeah. because he was so fat he couldn't walk around. And they wanted to show him, you know, listen, man, let's make a documentary, show how bad life is for people that are obese, stuff like that. So Tolkien's, yeah, yeah, I'm going to record. I'm going to record and make a documentary so we can show, like, kind of like uh, uh, my 600-pound life type yeah. thing, right? So, again, they told, Tolkien sold Stan he was going to shoot video to make him look like my 600-pound life, right? Yeah. He showed the video. He recorded the video that, like that, but guess what? Then he did go ahead and edits, edits it. Puts a voiceover and an Andy Newman song, and then basically turns it into um, Honey Boo Boo. <laughs> and that's what I felt like it was like something like this, where it's like this was made and shot one way, and the whoever decided to edit the movie, post processing, and and add the, the 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 parts in there, decided to do do something else with it. Because yeah. that's all it really takes. It's it's weird because you can shoot you can shoot a movie, you can shoot one movie, right? You can shoot a drama, and based on on the on how um, it the pacing, the lighting, and the shots that people use, you can literally turn that drama into a comedy. Yeah. Not same movie. I think uh, Will Ferrell did the same thing. He shot one movie, same exact lines and everything, and he shot it twice, where the same exact movie became in one same exact movie, same exact lines. One thing the shot as a drama, the next it was shot as a comedy. And that's what I'm saying is that it's so easy to just change a movie. And that's why I want to see the Zack Schneider thing because you can take almost the same exact material and make a completely different movie. Yeah. And I felt like that's what happened with this one. All right. So let's get to the Nickies. I give this movie. Two and a half Nickies. No, that's just being cruel. I give it three, three and a half Nickies. Three and a half. I give it two and a half Nickies. I I give it three and a half Nickies. I, I, like I said, I love the actors. I think the actors did their, their job. Um, I think the story was cool because I really did like uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Dream Warriors. And I felt like when, when I saw the first trailer, I saw a lot, a lot of elements of Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. And I seriously think that's what the director actually wanted to produce. He wanted to produce something like that. Like, I felt like he, that was his inspiration and that's what he wanted to do. But something something changed. So, I get like I said, I'm not really uh, something happened at the end of it. But otherwise, I thought everybody kind of did the element. That's why I give it three and a half Nikki's. All right. So I'm going with two and a half Nikki's. Yeah. I think it's it's very mediocre. Uh it's, they could they had so much more potential to do a lot more things mm-hmm. to do with it. Um, but it just fell short in too many places for me that I couldn't get even past the three. Okay. All right, guys. So let's talk about what's happening this weekend. What do we got? Uh well, our boy Kent Ward from Ongaku Overdrive is having his virtual Ongaku 6 this weekend on Twitch where he has five five acts if I'm not mistaken or four acts going on on his stream and just playing uh, nerdcore music throughout the whole session from 7 to 10 and just to give you some extra information on that I'm pulling it up yeah it's Ongaku, virtual Ongaku 6 Mega Mix is with Lacey Johnson, Professor Shy Guy Jack's parody, Candice Flo, and Ro Penguinti. Penguinti, I guess I butchered his name. I'm sorry, bro. But like that, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to the newest episodes of Nerds in the City. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Nerds in the City. You can always send us an email at Nerds in the City Podcast at Gmail and let us know what you think. Give us comments, concerns questions topics to discuss or things we could do to improve this listening experience 
as always, everyone, tell a nerd, send a nerd, bring a nerd. See you next week. Bye.